Hello everyone, my name is Elvis and you are tuning in another episode of weekly and casual distancing talks episode. And on this episode, if you've been following my social media, then I have hosted somebody who is highly invested in crypto and blockchain. His name is David Leibovitz and he is vice president of business development at Everypedia. A small intro about what is Everypedia, it's a wiki encyclopedia for everything, everyone, everywhere. And the cool thing about it, it's built on blockchain. So I hope you can enjoy this episode and let me know what you think. Hey David. Hey, how's it going Elvis? It's going good. You know, the summer have turned. I know the previous podcast has said it's a rainy season, you know, but it looks like the rain is not here at all because it's 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 heat wave 24-7. And, <laughs> and, and then people are, you know, getting into summer wipes and all that stuff. So it, it's nice to look at it. But, you know, it's for some people it's not yeah. productive because, you know, I enjoy summers, but, you know, if I have to do something else, you know, it's kind of, you have to balance. You should come to LA. It's always summer here. Oh, my. <laughs> then I'll never be able to work if it's always summer there. Yeah, that's the thing with warm weather. Um, it just makes you want to be outside more. And when you're, you know, you don't feel like being inside and working. Uh, I know that's uh, how I was. Um, yeah. So, so, so t- how are you, by the way, today? I'm good. I'm doing good. I'm super busy right now. You know, busy with work. I'm actually moving. I'm moving out of LA uh, tomorrow. So I've just been packing all day. I mean, this whole week. Um, and, you know, just getting ready to uh, go uh, wherever I'm going. <laughs> and where are you going? Um, that's the thing. I, I'm not really, sh- I'm, I'm being a nomad for a little bit. So I'm starting off in Idaho because I have a friend's house there. And then after that, uh, mm-hmm. I really don't know. I kind of have a preliminary plan in my head, you know, maybe like uh, go through Wyoming, Yellowstone, maybe go down to Texas. But um, I really, I'm really not sure yet. Um, it's more like I'm going to take it as it comes. Still going to be working though, because I'm just taking advantage of uh, being able to remote work. So I'm just like, why do I, why should I just, why would I pay rent in LA when I can go explore um, safely, of course. Um, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. That's the most important. And everything. So maybe we can kick off this podcast. You already told what's gonna be your a little close future plan. You know, moving. But maybe you could tell me why you chose to entrepreneurship and basically who are you? Yeah, uh, I feel like entrepreneurship chose me. Um, to be honest, I mean, I've always been interested in you know doing my own thing and really carving my own path. Um, and really having agency in my life. And I feel like all entrepreneurs have that in common. Uh, they, they just want to take, you know, life by the horns and take up the opportunities. That, and all entrepreneurs uh, see opportunities, not only see opportunities, but they take advantage of opportunities. And that's how I really got into entrepreneurship. Um, you know, before I actually worked in politics, at one point I used to work in, I was a, I used to work in, uh, uh, on Capitol Hill in D.C. Uh, I was an intern there. Uh, for a bit. I used to do some politics, you know, I used to actually do video editing before that. You know, I tried a lot of different things. And then, um, you know, four years ago, um, an opportunity kind of fell on my lap and I took advantage of it. And I've been in uh, entrepreneurship and tech ever since. 
Yeah, today I was today I was also watching uh, videos uh, from Gary Vaynerchuk because he's one of the most motivating people I you know I kind of see because it's all the time when I open social media he's up there. Yeah, he's Mr. Entrepreneurship. Yeah, and then he was saying that it's important to explore you know different things after 29 or after graduating because you know now is the time when people graduate they go to the schools and you know a lot of people don't know what to do. You know, and his suggestion was to explore the world and try different kind of things, and and eventually you're gonna find this one thing that kind of attracts yeah, you the most. It's all about, yeah, for yeah. sure. I feel like, you know, you're not gonna like everything, and nor should you like everything. If you liked everything, like that, that doesn't seem normal. Um, but you're gonna try a lot of things; they're not gonna work out. Um, but it, all it matters is, you know, just one time, just one thing. If one thing works out, that can just change your life. And that's what happened with me and Everpedia. So this is the great spot where you can tell me what is Everpedia. Because when I'm opening Everpedia, it looks like a modern encyclopedia or more like, you must hear that, Wikipedia. So Yeah, so, uh, you know... From a face level, you know, Everpedia, yes, we're an encyclopedia, we're a blockchain-based encyclopedia, but we're actually much more than that, you know. We're actually really um, expanding, uh, you know, we're in blockchain, and the big thing in blockchain right now, and in the foreseeable future is DeFi and decentralized finance, which is basically taking, you know, traditional financial services and banking and putting it on the blockchain. And so we're exploring a lot of uh, DeFi initiatives uh, with our, you know, so Everpedia is our first product, and our second product is called Predict, which is our prediction market. And under that umbrella, we're going to explore a lot of DeFi primitives, some uh, lending and interest, synthetic assets. Uh, we, we'll call them IQ smart assets. Uh, we're exploring uh, Oracle possibilities like a chain link, uh, and we're doing and uh, a bunch of other things. So you know, yes, we have our. I like to view it like this: like Everpedia is kind of like our like social educational. Uh, aspects on the blockchain and then predict is more of our like, DeFi of you know financial aspect on the blockchain and what both of these have in common it's all about empowering people and giving people you know agency and what they contribute so the cool thing about Everpedia is you know it runs on the IQ token and in order to contribute you have to have IQ tokens and so let's say I want to make an article I submit it and then the whole community votes on it using IQ tokens so it's a, it's a democratic governance model and then if an edit is approved, then, you know, you get rewarded. If it's rejected, then you get penalized with your tokens being uh, locked for a bit. So there's this really cool mechanism we have going um, on over here. And what's cool about Everpedia is we didn't start out to, uh, as a blockchain encyclopedia. We were actually a normal website before that. So mm -hmm. Everpedia started in 2015. I started with this vision. I like to uh, say this uh, story about the early history of Wikipedia. Um, you know, in the first 10 years of Wikipedia, it was growing rapidly. And there was uh, two camps of editors. You had your inclusionists and deletionists. The inclusionists believed, hey, um, everything should have a page. If there's a stub, it can be improved. Uh, but the uh, deletionists, they believe, like, no, we have to be strict. We have to have restrictions. We need to have standards. And around 2010, the deletionists won out. Um, and you know what happened since then? You know, they plateaued in editors. They plateaued in pages. Mm -hmm. They could have a bunch more content. But because of, you know, kind of the shadow of the deletionist attitude is still rippling uh, in the Wikipedia community. So, you know, five years later, there is an opportunity for Everpedia to come about. And it was actually started uh, in a UCLA dorm room by um, the co-founder, Sam 
is Zemian and Theodore Fresilius. So it's been a long journey since then, you know. We, we kind of evolved from, you know, I joined in 2016, uh, a year after it started. And, you know, we were just like, how can we be a next generation encyclopedia? Like, what's the best way? Like, yes, we have this inclusionist stuff going on, uh, but what else can we do? And so then we saw blockchain and we're like, whoa, like we can incentivize people. And more importantly, we can make it, the decentralized aspect of blockchain makes it uncensorable. So any, anyone from anywhere in the world can pull uh, Everpedia data and create a front end for it because, you know, anybody can access the Everpedia back end. That's all public. It's all out there in the blockchain. And all And we have a lot of open source stuff going on too. So, so that's what Everpedia is. <laughs> no, that, that was a lot to uh, That, was, that right was like a lot of things, uh, history and everything, but it's great. I liked it. Uh, maybe you could also tell me because I heard that you are really passionate about, you know, the blockchain and crypto. And uh, yeah. if I if I got it correctly, that for every edit or for everything that you include into Everpedia, you get IQ tokens, right? So if your edit is approved, that's the key thing. It has to be mm. approved. Okay. You, you earn IQ tokens. And what I like, how I like to uh, think about the IQ token is with Everpedia is it gives you skin in the game. You know, it gives you you're a part of this, you know, kind of platform in this decentralized entity that is Everpedia. And so you want, you know, the platform to be to do well, you want it to be accurate and you want it to be the best platform it can be because you're owning the tokens. Okay. Interesting. Because it's interesting. I mean, Wikipedia, you know, back when I was studying, you know, um, my teacher said never use Wikipedia because Wikipedia is like a child's encyclopedia. All the knowledge and all the things provided there, it's kind of outdated and they're not, you know, uh, valuable, qualified information. But when yeah. I checked, when I checked every Everypedia, it seems very, you know, beautifully built. Everything is simultaneously working. You know, there is this prediction market that I also try to understand, but we'll try to understand a little bit later. What is it? So yeah. basically, you know, everything is like, and also I showed to some of my friends who are really into like blockchain and crypto and everything. And he said like, it's ama it looks like super amazing project. So with that Thank being you. said, you know, basically maybe you could, Explain to me because I try to understand what is blockchain already for many years and I'm still kind of not familiar what is it and probably there are people who also listening and watching this show who also doesn't know what is blockchain you know they have heard the word yeah. blockchain but they don't know it so maybe you could explain what is blockchain yeah so I actually heard uh, a, a great quote about uh, what is blockchain and this really captures it uh, pretty simply a blockchain is simply a chain of blocks with information. That's it. It's a chain of blocks of information and that instead of one computer holds, multiple computers holds and keep track of. So with that in so with that in mind, like the power of blockchain is, you know, is if one of the you know computers go down that you know keeps track of the blockchain, you have you know a number of other computers you know keeping track of it and they're all you know, keeping check of each other. So that's how I would uh, describe what blockchain is. Okay. Clear and simple, right? A, 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 I know, a chain, you know, a chain of blocks. Really, yeah. The thing is, people try to make it complicated. And like my whole goal, um, you know, being in this industry and kind of being, you know, an, an evangelist of it, of Everpedia and crypto, is just try to make, make it for, you know, everyone to understand. You know, people aren't going to understand the jargon. They're not going to understand the little details. Like, they just need a picture of it. They just need some context of it. Okay. 
Interesting. And uh, how have you contributed to basically to the blockchain community in general? Yeah. So outside of Everpedia, um, you know, I actually had this blog called Bitcoin for Plebs. So I, you know, I first heard of Bitcoin in like 2010, 2011, um, you know, reading about, you know, how WikiLeaks was accepting do donations. I'm like, oh, what's Bitcoin? Um, and then I had this like very distinct memory of a, uh, of like I was working as a busboy at a country club and I saved up all this money and I was like, should I buy Bitcoin or should I buy silver? And Bitcoin was like you know, a few pennies, but I couldn't understand it for the life of me. And so I ended up buying silver. So, you know, that's one of my what ifs that, that you know, that everybody has with Bitcoin because you have, you, you don't just like, I haven't met anyone that, you know, heard Bitcoin like the first time and they're like, oh, I'm all about it. I understand. Like, no, it takes like a few times to like be hearing about it and hearing about it. So in 2017, and I was a part of Everpedia. I heard about it a few times before that. Um, I was just around people that were, you know, either like held cryptocurrency or, you know, used to like, you know, mine cryptocurrency. And uh, once, you know, it started taking off again in 2017 and I saw like every, all the action going on, I was like, whoa, I need to learn as much as possible about this. And so the way that I've learned is I write, I'm a writer at heart. Like that's really the, the foundation of like who I am and also my professional career. And so I started this blog called Bitcoin for Plebs, which is basically me taking all the information I was absorbing, whether it was like from the people around me, from researching online, and you know, writing blog posts for people to understand like how Bitcoin works and how blockchain works. And so, so I wrote, you know, yeah. So, so I had this blog up for, yeah, I had it, yeah. You know, I have a bunch of, it's still live now. I wrote for it for a good like eight to 10 months. You know, I interviewed people in the industry on it. Um, you know, I wrote, you know, how, you know, like how to like conceptualize Bitcoin and how to conceptualize blockchain because it really makes you rethink about what money is. Um, you know, because I think of, we live in this like kind of ocean of dollars, ocean of USD. Um, and it's hard to think outside of that, you know, the dollars the world reserve currency. But when you put Bitcoin in this, uh, in the picture, it's this alternative, uh, pillar that's, you know, you know, brand new, but it's growing rapidly and it gives people an option if they don't want to be in the, you know, the traditional financial systems, they can just, you know, move over to Bitcoin. I know that, I know that, you know, there are some banks or Visa, uh, generally they, they give the option that you can also make your payments in Bitcoin, right? So my question yeah. is basically, do you believe that, you know, Bitcoin will take over the physical or in this case, digital money? Because, you know, it's hard to define the money that we are currently having as physical money because, you know, not a lot many people has it because they have a credit card and, you know, that's, you know, the biggest, you know, payment way. So do you believe yeah. that, you know, Bitcoin going to be the future currency and, you know, they're going to kind of push out uh, the physical money? Well, Bitcoin to me, you know, people still call it digital gold. Like I say, it's it's not exactly like gold, but if you had to compare it to something, um, you know, in the physical world, like yeah, it is pretty much di digital gold. I mean, people don't really spend gold on things. Um, Bitcoin's more of a store of wealth than it uh, than anything, and it works really well at that. And you know, it can continue being that. Like I feel like people have this idea, like oh, like Bitcoin needs to be like everything. Like no, if you can do one thing well. And that thing storing wealth, then you know that's its use case. That's fine. And then yeah, it can be like it can be used for payments for some people, but I don't think it's going to be the use of payments for everyone. I actually think 
in that regard, uh, you're gonna see uh, stable coins uh, be the way that you know people, uh, stable coins in the future in the way that people like do payments and, and stuff. So stable coins are, are pretty simple. It's basically, um, it's, it is, you know, it's in the name. Like it's, what, it's basically a cryptocurrency that's uh, pegged to the dollar or pegged to you know, the pound or pegged to another currency. And with stable coins, um, it, it's really interesting because you have these, uh, you have stable coins that are backed by dollars and then you have these experiments like DAI uh, and also another project that uh, our founders are building called FRAX that are algorithmic stable coins. So they actually aren't like, they aren't backed by dollars, but they, they more have this collateral system that gives it its value. Okay. Getting back to Everpedia a little bit, you know, because now we went to the, the blockchain, but I really yeah, want to understand Everpedia. Yeah, let's get it back a little bit. So basically, Everpedia and Encyclopedia, right? They, these two words are kind of similar because, you know, the, the, the ending of those two words are similar, right? Is it on mm -hmm. purpose that, you yeah, know, the name uh, kind of connected? In that case, yeah, it is. It's a poor, uh, it's a Portholomew, yeah, <laughs> Portholomew, and so it's the words everything and encyclopedia together. Because you know, as I said earlier, we you know we try to be the inclusive encyclopedia. We really do try to be the encyclopedia of everything, and so you know we have a lot of things up and coming in culture. But one thing we're really focusing on now is cryptocurrency and the space of you know blockchain. You know, people want to know about it. People want to do research. You know, if I had a resource, you know, back in 2017, that could have helped me a lot. There was, there were some things there, but there wasn't like too much. I had to do a lot of digging. But the thing that Everpedia can do now is organize all that information. You know, you know, you find a page about cryptocurrency, you see, you know, you have a brief overview and then you have all the links in the citation. So you can do more research. And so we're, you know, we're the encyclopedia of everything. And uh, is like Wikipedia your direct competitor, or you don't see like Wikipedia? I see as, you Wikipedia know? as a competitor. Actually, you know, I like Wikipedia a lot, and they what they do well in traditional knowledge. You know, they do well mm -hmm. in you know Wikipedia pages for George Washington or you know mm -hmm. the country of Denmark, like stuff like that. But what they don't do well in is you know these up and coming topics, and that's where we we are. Yeah, and also. And yeah, Wikipedia, they've been around since 2002, or, you know, but they haven't updated their site since, you know, you look at it, it's the same, it's the same, you know, whether it's, if you took a time machine and went back to 2002, you wouldn't tell the difference between Wikipedia today and Wikipedia back then. And so, you know, we, we did like a nice clean update of it. So I kind of view, you know, Paul Graham, uh, who founded Y Combinator, he had this uh, great quote, like, there's room to do to Wikipedia what Wikipedia did to Britannica. And so we're basically fulfilling his prophecy. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree that Wikipedia for me seems very old and you know, it haven't really changed a lot, you know, over the years. I mean, I don't remember it's always been this great platform with information and it's like super boring and it's not engaging in that case. But in this case, I would love to bring and I try to understand more what is Predicue or pr predict, 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 and basically yeah. how does it work? Because I try yeah, to explain so to other people, you know, this prediction market that, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down, but maybe you could explain me more. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so predict is our prediction markets. We like to brand them as, you know, knowledge markets. So Everpedia, that's more historical knowledge. 
but predict that's more future knowledge. So using the knowledge you already have to, you know, predict and anticipate future events. So how predict, what's cool about predict is it's user generated markets, uh, you know, and then other users can uh, bet on those markets and then the users resolve those markets. And so what I mean by user generated markets is that in order, users can submit a market for, you know, let's say I want to submit a market, um, uh, let me think of one, like will Joe Biden win the uh, 2020 election? And so I go, you know, I fill out, you know, I propose the market, I, you know, submit 2,500 IQ, so it takes IQ to submit the market, you know, that's another, you know, use, use case for IQ. And so I submit the market, it's accepted, and then people use IQ tokens to bet on the market. They basically either buy yes shares or no shares. So let's say uh, I think there's a 60% chance that um, Joe Biden's gonna, gonna win. So I buy shares at 0.6 IQ. So 0.6 IQ, 60%, 0.6 IQ, yes. And so, you know, I submit the order, it's up on the order book. And so I'm basically looking for someone to take the other side of the order. So somebody, I want somebody to think that there's a 40% uh, no, so 0.4 uh, no. And so once, you know, somebody comes along and they do that, the order is filled, um, you know, and so we, you know, we wait until the market is up. And so once it expires, and let's say Joe Biden wins, and you have to say, yes, all right, uh, I was right. So then I get the, the 0.4 of the other order that the person put up. So that person loses IQ, I gain my uh, IQ because I'm right. And so then, the, so then, okay, so the market is done, it's resolved. Um, what needs to happen after that is the resolution process. And so um, what we plan to do is have uh, people, you, you know, use their IQ token, multiple people use their IQ tokens to help with the resolution process. So how that works is, it's going to be, we haven't decided yet, but let's say a 10 million IQ threshold. And so 10 million IQ uh, needs to be, uh, you know, st staked, which means locked in the resolution process. So similar to how on Everpedia, like people vote with their tokens. Uh, it's kind of the same thing here, but people vote on the resolution. And so we have the 10 million threshold to uh, prevent bad actors. And so, you know, people... You know, if, if it's clearly yes, like Joe Biden won, people, you know, they, they lock their stake and lock their tokens on the yes resolution. And once it hits, you know, 10 million IQ in, in let's say 72 hours, then, the, you know, people get rewarded in the resolution process. We're still in the process of building it, but we see uh, people using uh, their IQ tokens in the resolution process as the decentralized way to, in the proper way, especially since we're in the blockchain space and we're trying to like, Get rid of as many single points as failure as possible. So that's the proper way of doing resolution. And so uh, that's that's really the full overview of Predict. Um, if you guys want to learn more information on that, I suggest watching interviews of you know our lead on that, William Legate. He had a few great interviews, uh, and also Sam Kazemian. You know, he had a few interviews explaining Predict as well. Yeah, I will try to link them down here, down below, because for me, if you can see in my face, it's still kind of. I'm still thinking yeah, no, what is like it, what? You know, it's funny. When I was first in blockchain, I was just like so overwhelmed with everything. And I was just, I had like a, a face of like constant confusion, but wonder at the same time. I'm just, it, it was like kind of just like growing pains, you know? You're just like trying to like understand it. But like that's how you not only just like gain knowledge, but also grow as a person. 
Yeah, that's true. No, because also currently, you know, while while you were talking me, telling me all this about protect, I saw that you don't. And also previously, uh, previous days there was also the same thing. Uh, the poll for will Donald Trump be reelected for the second term as U.S. president? Yeah. And uh, and currently, as I can see, that you know, it's more like people are predicting. Then no, then yes, because it's yes is 0.54 IQ and no is 0.59 oh, IQ. So, oh, so on the site, I wish we could uh, screen, wait, could we screen share it? Yeah, I can do it. Give me a second. So here's basically this one. I saw it, right? Okay, yeah. So let me explain. Uh, so the, I like, I really like these cards cause they kind of look like baseball cards. It's like really easy to read. So you have the, uh, the first thing is you have the category, which is politics. Then you have the question, will Donald Trump be a reelected president for a second term? And then the next thing that bar, it looks like it's 50%. Yeah, it is. So you, so you hover over that bar. So right now it's 50, 50. Um, so yes or no, that's the, like the, the last, that was basically last order was a 0.5. So what we have under where the yes or no shares is basically what that is are the, the current open orders on that market. So there's current, so if you want to uh, buy a yes share, it costs 0.54 uh, IQ each for each share. If you want to buy a no share, it costs 0.59. So mm -hmm. does, that, does that make more sense? So, so that's like, so that's the, um, the current orders if you want it. So if you wanted to, you know, buy yes shares or no shares. Mm -hmm. and, th and this is based, based, basically based on the current events happening because I see that here is also the George Floyd event, what happened. Yeah, and, uh, I made that Tesla market. I'm really proud of that one. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, let's get back to where we were. And uh, another thing that I want to know from you basically is, uh, uh, I mean, I don't know, is Wikipedia an audio version? But I know that they have an app, right? Have you thought about, you know, uh, what is basically your future plans for integrating Everpedia and Project in the future? Like in an app form, oh, audio yeah. form, or... Yeah, so our, our plans with Everpedia and the Predict in the future is like, we kind of, we, they're two separate sites now, we, but we kind of want to merge them into one site. So we, mm -hmm. like I said, like uh, Everpedia historical knowledge, Predict is future knowledge. So we would, in the future, we, uh, we would love to build something where we have Predict markets, uh, you know, on the homepage, you know, we, where we have Predict markets on Everpedia pages. So on the Donald Trump Everpedia page, you have the Donald Trump uh, Predict market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, those are, uh, that's kind of like how we're thinking with uh, Everpedia and predicting the future is, uh, you know, more integration. Okay. And another thing is that on your, on your page, on your Everpedia page, there is this thing called leaderboard of edits. That yeah. kind of seems interesting to me because, you know, this also connected, everything, everything is connected to IQ tokens, I believe, right? So yeah, how... It's the foundation how and what is IQ tokens and basically how do we connect to this leaderboard? I know you told me yeah, so, before a little bit, but maybe you can elaborate a little bit more deeply. Yeah, so the leaderboard is, you know, that's our gamification aspect of Everpedia. So that keeps uh, track of our top contributors and our top, basically the people like putting in the most work, people contributing the most. 
So some people have actually earned, you know, hundreds of thousands of IQ, which, you know, equals, uh, you know, a solid chunk of change, honestly, <laughs> um, uh, from editing every video. And it's really cool because you go on the leaderboard and you see people from all over the world. We have uh, people, you know, yeah, we have people editing in the United States, but we have people editing in Venezuela, in South Korea, and, you know, uh, Nigeria, uh, in, you know, in Europe, like everywhere, everywhere, everywhere under the sun. And we so really are striving to be uh, uh, not just an English language encyclopedia, but across languages. So, like I said, we have a very popular, uh, you know, site, you know, we have a very engaged community in South Korea. So we have a Korean version of Everpedia. We have a Spanish version. We have a Chinese version. And so we're really focusing on building uh, these communities. And as we build those communities more, you're going to see people from those communities uh, get on the leaderboard and top the leaderboard. So, so basically, Everpedia is a, a community of writers, editors, basically, who help you to build all this database of information yeah a community of curious people community of curious people i mean it's interesting and uh i'm also having on my page now on everpedia i saw that yeah yeah so so yeah, everybody you, can have a page if everybody can have a page um as i mentioned before i also have a listeners who are invested into blockchain and into cryptocurrency right uh, and one of the listeners, his name is Artis. Uh, basically, his question is, what were the main aspects? Because I also read somewhere that you have raised $30 million. So yeah. what were your key aspects of raising this kind of money? Yeah, so we raised $30 million from Galaxy Digital, uh, who was part of the EOS VC community in uh, mm -hmm. early 2018. And so... But, you know, when we started exploring, what, where we really had the advantage was we had the first mover advantage. Like, we were the first airdrop. So how it worked was we, we got a $30 million equity investment from, um, from Galaxy Digital. And from that, we airdropped our tokens. And so instead, we did not do an ICO. Um, let me repeat that. There was no ICO involved. So we got this, you know, investment, and then we airdropped to all EOS token holders. So... If you had EOS at a, at a certain date, you got allotted a, a portion of IQ. And with, you know, with the raise, I think it was all about being in the right place at the right time. Like we started exploring, um, you know, in you know, mid 2017, we got connected to the right people. They really liked what we were doing. They really believed in us. They believed in the vision. They believed in the team. Uh, and, you know, they took action and, and invested in us. Not bad. I mean, if I if I had the same similar money, you know, I would also invest in in because it seems it seems very attractive project to kind of invest money and in, you know. I mean, information is always necessary. Whatever we go, right? Yeah. It's always fine, and and you Especially have especially information in this day and age. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And as you as you're a person invested into crypto and you much not more know much more than me personally is basically what are three crypto projects or basically projects that you are keeping your eyes on and you would suggest others to kind of follow up. Yeah. So I have my eyes on a few um, right now. So, you know, as I said earlier, DeFi is the big thing. Um, so I am, you know, the, the three projects that I like are SNX, uh, Synthetic uh, Asset Token, um, which, you know, it's in the name. They're creating these uh, synthetic assets. 
um, mm-hmm. and keeping an eye on that and keeping an eye on compound. Um, you know, uh, they're doing like lending and interest. And of course, I got to keep an eye on the OG, the one that started all uh, Bitcoin. Like I, I can't stress this enough. Like Bitcoin is the, the gravity. I feel like Bitcoin holds uh, everything together. And so um, if, you know, if you're just starting out in this space, there's a, you know, there's some, I, I just recommend you just checking out Bitcoin. That's the simplest to understand. Um, you know, it's the first one. Um, and then uh, if you want, you can like research other ones like, you know, EOS, Ethereum and all the DeFi projects. Is there is there any place that you suggest or a platform? I mean, you must also say Everpedia, but is there any platform where you suggest for like, um, like one-on-one knowing about Bitcoin or somebody who doesn't know anything about Bitcoin, let's go and, you know, I suggest you this place to, suggest, to check, you know, information. I would suggest reading my first articles on Bitcoin for plebs. <laughs> I think that's the best way to start because the, the thing about researching cryptocurrency and researching Bitcoin, it's very confusing. Um, there's so many mm-hmm. different people saying different things. Uh, you have Bitcoin maximalists that say, oh, Bitcoin and only Bitcoin, everything else is going to fail. And they're just straight up wrong. So don't listen to them. And then you have mm-hmm. like other people, um, you know, you know, people have their biases and stuff. And it kind of takes time to like sift your way through uh, everything. What I would suggest is to, if you're interested, is to get a Twitter account. Uh, and follow crypto people on Twitter. Like that's how I actually like learned a, a lot about Twitter's uh, following, you know, certain people on Twitter. I got to give a shout out to the crypto dog. Um, you know, he's great. You know, he, he's a trader um, and he, you know, he's always, uh, you know, suggesting alts to look into uh, if you're interested in that. Uh, there's a ton, you know, and uh, Antelis Antopoulos, I, I can definitely budge his name. He's great for Bitcoin knowledge, um, you know, uh, there's like plenty of books, you know, also I just suggest reading books. There's plenty of books out there, uh, you know, the Bitcoin standard. Um, there's a lot of places to start. Um, and if you want to get into it, it takes time. That's the thing. It took me months, months, I can't stress, to like get comfortable with my with knowledge. Because first you feel like you don't know enough. Then you feel like you know it all. And then you feel like, oh, I, I, I know, I, I don't need to know that much. And then you kind of like, reach this equilibrium where you feel comfortable in the industry and you notice it. And the thing about crypto is that it's evolving and it evolves fast. So it's easy to like get left behind. Like I said earlier, like the Bitcoin maximalists, they're still living in 2014 <laughs> and so much stuff has happened since then. And so, you know, it's important to like, once you like get in the industry, it's like kind of like keep up to date, even passively. Yeah, but as you mentioned, there are so many informations and maybe some of the provided information is not useful and may mislead the people or the readers. And then they are thinking like they yeah. got one picture and, you know, then the right picture was in, the, in a different source, you know. So, so, but yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, to follow some people on Twitter and uh, also read books and also check your articles where people can check your articles basically yeah bitcoin for plebs um i actually read this great book recently called uh, this book will save you time and it basically mm-hmm. like basically states how time is valuable you're not going to get it back um you know this is how like money and time work together and this is why bitcoin's valuable uh because you know it's like there's algorithmically a limited supply well with fiat money there is unlimited supply uh, and so I, that's a really short book. It's like a hundred pages. 
Um, that's like a good book, you know, if you want to like, if, if you're still on the fence, like, oh, like is, is Bitcoin like actually going to be a thing? Like I suggest reading that book. It's by, I don't know how to say his name. Monsieur, <laughs> um, it's, I, I, I'm not even going to try, but this book will save you time. It is the name of the book. I will try to maybe if I'll find it, I'll try to link it down here somewhere so people can yeah. also check it out or you can share with me and I can share with the audience basically. Yeah, you know, one thing I know for sure, David, what I'm going to do after this discussion is that I'm going to definitely check some of the links that you suggested and maybe get back invested into Bitcoin because <laughs> I start hearing word blockchain more and more every every single day since I'm into all this entrepreneurship. Yeah, it feels so like early 2017 again. Um, you know, Bitcoin and blockchain, and it happens in cycles. You have these cycles where it's like, you know, there's a lull for a bit and then there's a little bit of interest and then a lot of interest and it booms and then, you know, it go it busts and it goes down and then it's like a bear again. And then, you know, it kind of, it's like plateaued for a bit and then all of a sudden it boom, you know, there's been these cycles before. And so it feels like we're at the beginning of a, a new cycle right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And uh, I also heard that, you know, and you, you must, uh, you could approve it is that I've heard that, you know, blockchain is more secure payment method than anything you know like if you do like bank transactions there can be some errors right for blockchain there is a security encryption level right did i get it correct yeah. i like to yeah um that's one thing another thing is uh blockchain makes you know it's there's a lot more trust and it makes things accountable and it's a lot more transparent and especially for financial products I'll put it to you this way. Um, there is this lawsuit with Hertz. Um, I think it was like last year, a few years ago. And they mm -hmm. said, oh, there are 47 million uh, outstanding shares that are involved in this lawsuit. That are, But really, there's only 36 million shares on the books. So where did the other, like, you know, 13 million shares come from? Or um, I did my math wrong, like 11 million shares come from? Like, mm -hmm. there's a lot of errors. There's a lot of points of failure um, that happen, um, you know, in just general financial accounting. Like, banks do it all the time. Like, that's why you, you got to keep track of your logs and stuff. Um, and so what the blockchain will do is it gets rid of all those middlemen making those errors and make uh, everything a lot more transparent. So, you know, 36 million shares of Hertz will equal 36 million shares of Hertz. Um, mm -hmm. Really, that's really powerful stuff coming up. And then, and then there is, if there is an error, right? Then they also can control it. Like if there is an error in a supply chain, then you know they know where the error happened because everything is controlled in a, in a blocks. Yeah, exactly. I'm getting something right. <laughs> awesome. Uh, now I would love to move into this uh, fun activity that I call Entrepreneur Gram, and. Uh, when I looked into your social media, like Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and when I'm putting you into like a person who does blockchain and everything, it's like, I always seen like, you know, like, I'm sorry for stereotypization right now, but I always thought like all these uh, crypto people and you know, also blockchain people, all those people like, like hide and think, but you're pretty open. And, and your yeah. profile is pretty interesting because you are also being in, politics that's kind of 
Yeah, yeah. So I was an intern on Capitol Hill. So, you know, in college, mm -hmm. I, I was a political science major, history, philosophy minor. Um, and I was like really interested in government and how government works and how politics works. Still am. Mm -hmm. um, and so I actually, you know, I for, in college, I worked on my uh, local congressman's re-election campaign. And from there, I got to uh, live a summer in D.C. and worked on Capitol Hill. So I went to all these briefings. Um, you know, I gave tours of the Capitol building. And to be honest, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Capitol Hill uh, Congress, it felt like a giant high school. <laughs> it, it felt like a giant, okay. you know, you had your cliques, you had your hierarchy, you had your popular people, you have your weird people. And it's funny, at the time, that's when Bernie started his campaign. And I remember just like walking by him. He was just like, I'm like, oh, hey, Bernie Sanders. Hey, Senator Sanders. And he's just kind of like, you know, like waved and like kind of walked away. And I, I have a memory of him. Like you could watch like the Senate sessions. And like, I just remember like looking at him and like hearing his voice and then him standing in the corner. Like he wasn't really a popular figure. And so mm -hmm. when he started gaining that like huge national support in uh, 2015, 2016, it, it took a lot of his colleagues by surprise. Yeah. That's true. I mean, I, I, I followed the elections and I was like super, not depressed, not shocked, but I was like, yeah, I mean, Hillary or Trump. I mean, Trump has this huge legacy of like, I, he also has a Trump University or something like that. I heard on another podcast that seems yeah. pretty, pretty yeah, odd to me. That's, that's for different, but that's the different episode. But uh, moving into this activity that I called the entrepreneur grant is that I found on your social media, on, on Instagram, this one, that you've been published on Norwegian newspaper. Yes, yes. So basically, so maybe you could elaborate on what is it and how did you got there because you are from other side of the globe. I mean, blockchain is a worldwide thing, but I get it. Yeah, so our C, our COO, uh, CFO, Suchit, he's Norwegian, and so mm. uh, that's when uh, we were like we announced our raise, and so we got international coverage, and we got coverage. Uh, so that's like the newspaper print of the our Norwegian coverage. Okay, and then uh, and, and did did you also understand what's written in the Norwegian, or did he got you to translate? Mm. Uh, it's okay. I did. I didn't. I didn't read it. I just saw it, and it seemed funny. I mean, I'm I'm living in Denmark, so I would not know what's written in Norwegian. <laughs> and another thing that I found is pretty interesting, uh, and maybe I'm incorrect, but it's one of your passions being a DJ. Yeah, yeah. I love music, and I like to um, like DJ for fun. And and another another thing that I saw that you are you are a sports fan and being also in uh, in a national uh, team right in in, in university yeah, team cool <laughs> the hammer yeah, the so, hammer uh, when I was younger when I was a you know a kid a teenager I played uh, American football I played American football for nine years and uh, that picture specifically is from my senior year my final year playing. And what I'm holding is called the hammer. And so the hammer was something our football team had, and it was rewarded for the person who has the hardest hit from the game before. So if you knock somebody out the game before, you, want, you get to leave the team out with the hammer. So in this picture, this actually was the first game of the season. And so there was no one, you know, there were no hits to reward it to. So it was the person in preseason who was like the hardest worker, the best example, um, you know, all, you know, 
to leave the team out. And so I earned that um, from my coaches and I got to leave the team out and carry the hammer. And so, yeah, I played football for nine years. I was a lineman, I was in the trenches, um, you know, it, it was fun. It definitely like built me, it helped me uh, become the person I am today. I learned a lot about like discipline and toughness uh, and commitment. And a lot of like, you know, a lot of the lessons I learned there, um, I actually took into entrepreneurship and startups because, you know, the grind is the same, if not more, I feel like in entrepreneurship. Yeah, that's true because it also back many years ago when I was still living in Latvia, I also going, was going in drama classes. That's, uh, that seems super interesting to me because I never thought to go in drama. And then now it's like, you know, sometimes when I speak, I have these expressions of words and this movements and everything. So maybe, you know, so something that you were learning before or doing before, like I was also playing basketball. Also, you can take it in the future like you did. Uh, and yeah. while we are still on the same subject, what's your favorite sport? Because I saw that you also are a baseball fan. If I got it correct, yeah. I mean, baseball. Like uh, when I was younger, like my dad would always take me to baseball games. Baseball, mm. you know, it's cool. My favorite sport, though, um, is fo is football. Um, honestly, it's I don't watch sports too much anymore. Um, you know, I feel like I'm just so busy with my own, own life. It's hard for me to keep up. I mm -hmm. I love catching you know, UFC matches. I love catching boxing matches. I love playing football. I love the sport of football. Um, you know, I some I miss it sometimes. Me and my friends every Thanksgiving, you know, we'll have like you know a turkey bowl and stuff. Um, so I'll say like my favorite sports are um, football, uh, you know, UFC and boxing. You then, if you've been following boxing, then you know that there will be a Mike Tyson fight against um, I forgot his name. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, but I saw I saw Tyson training, and he still had he's like he's in his fifties, and you you just see him punch him. You, I would not want to like like meet no. up with him, like see him no. in, like in the wrong place, at the wrong time. No, but, like he's a beast. He's a monster. But he's like you know now he's like you know I feel like he's like come to peace with his demons, and like now he's like has so much positive energy uh, pushing him and pulling him uh, towards like whatever he wants to do. Yeah, that's true. I really enjoy talking to you, David, and I really am now more invested into crypto. And, you know, if you can get uh, rewarded for providing a useful information in Everpedia, then, I mean, hey, who doesn't want to earn something by, you know. Yeah, come join us. Come right? join us. Yeah. Uh, so, therefore, as a, as a question, as you as an entrepreneur, and I didn't ask you how long are you being an entrepreneur? I mean. The entrepreneurship chose you, but how long you've been in this journey of entrepreneur? It's been four years. <laughs> it's been a four-year journey. And I feel like uh, I, I consider myself, like, in terms of Everpedia, I feel like I'm a first follower. So I wasn't the one mm -hmm. that started Everpedia, but I was one of the first people to like, see the vision and believe in it and join. And there's a lot of value in being a, a first follower because you give the people that founded it uh, kind of validation for their idea like whoa like this could actually be something like I literally like packed my bags and moved across the country with one way ticket and uh, here I am today um, getting another <laughs> going on another adventure uh, tomorrow and um, see where life takes me life is full of adventures and you have the possibility then you have to take it otherwise you never know what's gonna be another side of the hill right exactly and with that being said you know you as an entrepreneur of four years being in this uh, entrepreneurship blockchain crypto 
being in politics and everywhere, everywhere. So you're a mix of a lot of good things, right? So you must have also a great key activities that you would suggest other entrepreneurs to basically invest their time in to succeed their goals. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I suggest just follow, you know, just it takes like a few times to figure out like what you like. Um, same thing with like hobbies. So, you know, with me, I like really like writing. And so uh, if I ever get like some inspiration, I'll just like start writing stuff down. Like, um, you know, I think it's really important to have side hobbies and have like side passions because it uh, keeps your mind sharp. Uh, you never know where those side passions can lead. So last month I actually did like, a, I, I did a few speeches at a virtual conference about uh, someone who I like, you know, close, you know, had a big influence on me named Terrence McKenna. So I analyzed some, you know, in, uh, you know, analyzed his ideas and gave speeches about it and people, you know, I got a huge positive response. Um, so that's like what I did, you know, with you, it might be something different. Like your hobbies and passions might be something different. Um, one of my goals in my travels coming up, um, which is really random is to learn Latin. Um, just cause it's for a few reasons. One, it's like the basis of all languages. Um, and, you know, and, uh, it can help you with your own English. Um, and it, you know, it, I feel like, you know, Latin, they called it dead language, but I feel like that's very misleading. I feel like it's very much present in today, especially like the Latin roots of words. And so I feel like if you understand Latin, you can, you know, it improves your vocabulary uh, greatly. And how many languages do you know currently? And um, I I know a little Portuguese. I'm conversational in Portuguese, but I just know English. I mean, now you're gonna study also Latin, so. Okay. I'm gonna try. I'm I'm saying on here. We'll see if I actually go through with it. But um, like that's my that's my goal for the next like for um for the my long term goal is to like be able to read like I'm I'm a huge history. Uh, a nerd so like he and so i like i love watching like old, like history videos on youtube i've actually been watching like yale course lectures of like early of a uh, roman history and stuff and so I, I was watching that and i'm just like damn i wish i knew what these guys were actually saying and not getting it from an intermediate intermediary like i want to like go to want to go to the source and so that's like um so that's uh, another reason why i want to learn latin it's, you know see what wisdom i can get there and like how i kind of took terence mckenna's idea and make it my own if i can take like these own latin texts and make them my own so well gotta check check back uh with me uh after some time and see how my latin studies are going because it might not you know i might just like stop doing it tomorrow but who knows I I mean, just, like, you have to try before you know is it good or not or do you like it or do you yeah, don't like when it, i was right? starting portuguese the one the biggest thing i realized was you get out what you put in um it takes a lot of work to learn a language so when I, I was like, when I was, uh, I was in Brazil, I was studying there. And so like, I really committed to learning the language. I was listening to the music. I was trying to you know, speak as much Portuguese as possible. And it paid off. I was able to like, I was able to have like, the coolest thing is when you can have full Portuguese conversations with people. Okay. And uh, after all this, you know, very interesting conversation, I want to ask you as a final question to you, basically. I mean, one of the final questions, because there will be one more follow up is basically have you found your passion because you feel you you seem very engaged and very you know open and very you know invested in all this thing so would you say that after all whatever you'd have done before have you found your passion is that the place you want to be for the rest of your life blockchain and, and crypto yeah i definitely and, found my passion for right now it's blockchain and crypto 
um, that's what I care about um, right now. And, you know, I, I, like I said, like, I love history. I love just like, you know, learning about things and ideas. I'm just, I've always been like a, you know, curious person in that regard. Um, and I'm also a very social person. I'm very extroverted. So the job I have as VP of business development, you know, I have to go out and reach out to people and talk to people and put myself out there. Um, and so, yeah, I think like right now, um, you know, what I do, uh, now really fits who I am. And I'm so, I'm super passionate about it. And you're good at it. And with that being said, I want you to share where people can read about you, where people can find you every attention to you basically share away yeah so if you want to follow me on twitter it's at dave said that underscore um if you want to follow me on instagram it's at dave doing things underscore um, i'm just always doing things i just i don't i've always i've had that moniker for a few years and actually when i go out in la people are, like know me as oh it's dave doing things <laughs> um but uh, I also have a personal website. Um, you can reach me on there called da uh, it's davidlebowitz.org, um, just mm -hmm. my name.org. Um, and uh, yeah, um, you know, re reach out if you know if you're curious about Wikipedia. If you know, just want to talk, like you know, slide in my DMs. Um, just mention that you, you're from the podcast. Um, also, if you want to learn more about Wikipedia, like I highly encourage everyone to join our community. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Everpedia. You can follow us on Instagram at Everpedia official, our official website, everpedia.org. Uh, if you're on Telegram, we have a very, you know, we have a pretty big Telegram group, very engaged community there. Uh, same thing uh, with Predict. We have a Telegram group for Predict as well. Uh, we have a Twitter for Predict, uh, at Predict Network. Um, so, yeah, so we have a, you know, social media for me and social media for, you know, uh, Everpedia. Yeah. And anybody who wants basically can join and become an editor of Ever Everypedia, right? Yep. Free, free of charge, free of cost, and, you know, just become one. Yeah. Awesome. So I, I hope you enjoyed conversation with me, and I definitely did enjoy with you. I hope that also the listeners enjoy, and also we shed some light on all, all this modern media, yeah, and all this yeah. uh, crypto and blockchain. As a final words, I will let you take all away us. What is the last thing you want to say to the listeners and the followers and everybody who is listening and watching to you right now? Follow your gut and never stop learning. Love it. Never stop and learning. I love it. Perfect. I, I really... Truly, thank you for joining me. I hope you're gonna have a rest of the day super productive because we live in a different time zones right now. I'll be on the road at this time tomorrow. I'll be on the road to Idaho, so. <laughs> Safe trip. Thank you for having me on. Safe trip, David, and uh, I will say goodbye to you today. Yeah. Yeah? Thanks, <laughs> David. Yeah, so end up in Denmark soon. Perfect, I'll see you around here also. Yeah, sounds good. See you around. Bye, David. <laughs> Thank you.